0: You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I am Kenny Ortiz, and this is Theology for the Rest of Us, recording from the great city of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for allowing me to have a voice in your life. I sure hope this is helpful and insightful for you. This is episode 270, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about intelligent design. Before we get to the content, quick reminder of the importance of ratings and reviews. If you love the podcast and have not left a rating or review, If you could do so, that would be so helpful. Those are a big, big help to the show. They help us reach more people. All right, let's talk about intelligent design. This is relatively straightforward. People ask, what is intelligent design? And I've already sort of uh, attacked this in a previous episode of the podcast uh, when I talked about the fine-tuning argument. Um, and I discussed that in episode 265. Uh, I basically, in that episode, talked about the fact that when you examine the universe, the, the structures of the universe, when you examine um, all of the, the ways the universe came into existence, when you, when, you, when you look at how things are placed and where they are placed, it, it's as if the universe was intentionally put together on purpose by some being it wasn't just haphazard, sort of falling together by accident or random chance, but but that the laws of physics, that the, the the structures of the universe that we learn from the world of cosmology and astronomy, seems as if someone was intentionally crafting it and putting it together for the specific purpose of life being able to exist the, the, the idea that someone put these things in certain places intentionally so that everything could exist in a way that that intelligent life like human beings could be sustained and supported on a planet like earth that that is the idea between fine tuning or behind the fine tuning and that is that the, again that the universe is finely tuned Uh, For life. And so, intelligent design is just the idea that an intelligent being, some supreme creator or some intelligent being of some sort, actually designed it and created all of it. Intelligent design uh, is the approach that takes scientific research and seeks to to put together the narrative that it had to be an intelligent designer, that it couldn't have happened by accident. And there are lots of people that are not Christians, that don't believe the Bible, that don't believe creation, that are embracing intelligent design. They're saying something or someone brought it into existence. They're not arguing that uh, that the fine-tuning of the universe argues or, or proves the God of the Bible necessarily, they are saying that it improves that it proves something is out there. Um, intelligent design is not just a, another version of creation. Um, it, you know, creationism, what what Christians mostly are going to embrace is the idea that the God of the Bible intentionally created everything. Now, of course, that falls in the realm of intelligent design to some extent. Obviously, there's, there's overlap, right? Um, but, but people who embrace intelligent design purely from a scientific standpoint or a philosophical standpoint are not necessarily embracing creation. Uh, so it is possible to believe in an intelligent designer and not necessarily believe in biblical creation or the biblical narratives. However, if you believe in the Bible, like I do, and you believe that God created everything, like I do, you are, in essence, also embracing intelligent design. You're embracing the fact that God is the intelligent being that created everything. So then the question comes, should Christians support intelligent design? There are some Christians that basically are against embracing the idea of intelligent design or even using that verbiage because they say, no, it needs to be all-out creationism. And I think I want to agree with that. However, where we are in our current society, the way the culture currently exists, the way the scientific community currently approaches uh, the the origins of the universe, the origins of humanity, um, the reality is it's going to get really, really hard to get people to full-out embrace a religious form of creationism. And so I think when you attack it, when you when you attack the the discussion by using things like the fine tuning argument or the kalam cosmological argument that i that i unpacked in episode 268 i think you're more likely to get more traction with people if you if you come at it from more of an intelligent design aspect and then you just say hey listen i happen to believe that the intelligent designer is the God of the Bible, and then you can be, you can begin to have conversations uh, around the, the the resurrection of Christ and the the authenticities of the scriptures, um, the the moral arguments for Christianity, and why the Christian worldview is the most coherent worldview. Right, you can have a lot of different conversations that that bring evidences for Christianity, um, but you don't necessarily have to do that. To, to have a conversation about the origins of the universe, I think the intelligent design debate is very strong. It stands on its own, and I think you can get a lot of traction with, with secular peeps um, if you are willing to advocate for the idea of intelligent design. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope it was helpful and insightful. If you have any questions or topics you want me to address on the podcast, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. It's Ortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.